Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 451. Thank you for tuning in. I've got an amazing guest this week, but before I get to it, I want to thank all of you who tuned in to both of last week's episodes, but specifically the Friday night bonus episode, um, because it was a really important one. I talked to a woman called Lisa Simpson, whose son Richard Rischel was murdered by the LAPD. And she, along with several other mothers, have, have murdered black children and people, grown-ups as well, feel that the deaths of their children have been exploited by certain activists. And having previously had activists on, I felt it equally important to give a platform to to people like Lisa who have their story to tell. So, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. I wanted to mention it here because a lot of you, obviously, if you're expecting a Wednesday episode, might not have noticed a Friday episode, but it's worth going back and listening. But anyway, this week's episode is amazing. I only recorded it last week, but it's a quick turnaround because it's with Benedict Wong. And I've wanted Benedict on for ages. As we discussed, there's been a good few years of us going back and forth. And this episode felt so special it felt like there were some moments there were some bits of his story i didn't know at all that are astounding um you may know benedict wong from 15 stories high from top boy from annihilation from prometheus from the martian but even more likely you might know him from the marvel universe (laughs) And he's in the new Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I couldn't be more hyped for. This looks like exactly my kind of Marvel film. A lot of you will know I love all the Marvel films anyway. Although there was recently one out, one, you know, comic superhero type movie, and it's the first one I've not gone to see in the the cinema. I've seen all of them, even like that first uh, Suicide Squad, which I didn't think was great. But um, anyway, I'm very excited about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and I will be straight in the cinema to see it, either this weekend or early next week. And uh, yeah, so I jumped on Zoom with Benedict, and the conversation that unfolded blew me away, honestly. You'll hear the reasons, or you'll hear how much of a fan I am of him in the episode, and you'll hear how much guidance and inspiration he's given me, maybe without realising. And you'll hear an amazing man on an amazing journey doing amazing things i keep wanting to to say things he tells you in the episode that you're about to listen to that's just because i'm hyped about it i'll shut up as ever we're brought to you by speech that's where you can go to buy my vinyl we've just re-released the limited edition gold print we may not be for you and that's fine sunglasses those guys always sell out quite quickly we do a drop like once every two years so grab them while you can you can also support over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pipio, or you can catch me at least three times a week over on Twitch. I'm doing loads of good fun things over there. I've just started doing Saturday morning wrestling. It's a long story. There's a character I'd like to introduce you to who will be your new favourite wrestler. And I'm also doing a role-play character on a game called Rust on a server that was set up by comedian Limmy, a previous podcast guest. And if that all sounds confusing, don't sweat it, man. It's Twitch is just a streaming, a live streaming service. You can go to twitch.tv forward slash Scroobius Pipio, and it's all very simple. 
But anyway, let's get on with the podcast. This is the legend, Mr. Benedict Wong, on the Distraction Pieces podcast. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. Right, I'm here today with Benedict Wong. How are you, sir? I'm very good. It's so good to see you. It's great to see you. We've been lining this up for a long time, haven't we? And I'm all about the correct timing, so I'm glad we're getting to have a chat. Honestly, yeah. it was. Uh, there was a lot of imposter syndromes and um, contractually bound, and we're here now. You know, we've literally, we've been like Insta buddies, haven't we? And yeah. then they're kind of uh, having a bit of back and forth. And then I was like involved in a lot of uh, work and then it just got waylaid. And um, it's, yeah, it honestly is the perfect time now to see and It's great. Thanks. Mate, I'm so happy to get this email because yeah. I know loads of different people who are lucky enough to get to work on Marvel projects, but it also means there's very specific times that you can talk about anything. <laughs> If, if you know what I mean on a podcast and stuff like that so yeah it's perfect to get an email about Doctor Strange and know that we can have a, a good old chat can you remember what it was I promised I'd give you in exchange for coming on the podcast it was yeah. either a Thou Shout vine or an Angles vine or yeah it was uh it was I think it was a pink Thou, thou Shall uh, vinyl yeah I've got one here for was you it, in my hand. Was it the album? Yeah, oh, mate. I've got the album here as well. The album so I've got as well. both aside, so... Honest. <laughs> when we can meet up in person, I'll drop I, them off to you. I, I, thank you so much. Thank you. So, I mean, we've got an hour, yeah. which is amazing. Um, yeah. As you know, I'm a, I've been a fan of you for a long time, b- big fan of your career. Of course, I want to talk about... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a little project. Yeah. But can we kind of start things off by quickly having a quick chat about 15 Stories High? Because that's where you came to my attention. Okay. I think it's one of the most underrated shows. And obviously, we sadly lost Sean Locke uh, fairly yeah. recently still. So mm. what a show. How was that to work on? How was it at the time? Because it is kind of a cult classic, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, a time when I was uh, I was about to give up, you know. Really? Look, it all started where I kind of, I couldn't get a job in Manchester. I, I moved down to London. I was finding it hard getting gigs. Then there, there was a time where I got an audition to go back up to Manchester <laughs> for one line in uh, in Phoenix Nights, Peter Kay's Phoenix Nights. Right. And I waited there and uh, there's no one in the room. And I waited and waited and it was like an hour and 40 and... Uh, no one was coming out. So I was having a bit of a hard time with that. And I just had a bit of a network moment, right? So I kind of wrote down and uh, on on this letter to the casting director saying, you know, good luck with Phoenix Nights. It's a great comedy. Um, but in a way, I think I was writing this to myself. But you know what? I'm better than this. And then yeah. I passed that over to the receptionist and said, make sure she gets it. And I walked out and... I knew that that was it. I was going to give up. So I called yeah. I called John, my then agent, uh, uh, Cumberbatch's agent. I just said, look, that's it, John. I've had enough. Uh, I'm done. And, uh, you know, he was like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait a second. There's another, there's, a, there's another script. And uh, it's like, what is it? It's like, it's an illegal immigrant. I said, they're off. <laughs> it was just like, 
and that 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 film was um, Dirty Pretty Things with uh, wow. Stephen Frears, uh, yeah. Stephen Knight's first Stephen film. Knight, yeah, creating that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, you know him. And what an amazing film as well. I remember oh, that was the first thing I. Saw. It wasn't until I worked with Stephen that I realised yeah. I went back and saw he'd he'd written that. But I remember that coming out and getting right. the DVD and it being such a gritty but beautiful story and it didn't feel like it was as you say you no doubt rolled your eyes when they said it's an illegal immigrant yeah yeah. it's a beautiful story of immigration of 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 the country of the different nations that make up this country as such the hardship but also the the richness i guess so yeah that must have been a great one to to lure you back in oh it was uh it was amazing you know to 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 actually wait and finally be given a role really yeah that's what happened. And then so, you know, I had a lifeline. And then uh, further down the line, it was um, in my friend Peter Serafinowicz uh, yes. was involved in the radio show of 15 Stories High. Right. And um, the character of Errol was from Salford. And so he kind of did an impression of me. Yeah. <laughs> and basically when it came to series, <laughs> I just walked through and I met them, and they all just looked at each other and nodded. <laughs> and I went, here he you know, is. As I read, yeah. I love it. I swear, I swear Peter's early career was just the, 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 the usefulness of not having to cast anyone else. Yeah. Peter and, 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 and James's brother is the creativity in both of them. It was just yeah. that ideal thing of, well, Peter can kind of just, particularly on radio, he can play everyone. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. You don't need a cast. So that's amazing that he... He's based it on you, and then yeah, yeah. You, know, you get to stumble in on it. So, so you know, thanks to him, you know, that was kind of again the lifeline. And I was filming Fifteen Stories and Dirty Pretty Things in tandem uh, wow. uh, 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 at nights. Uh, so, so there was one, there was one night where it was just so back to back. I think it was a day night, day night. Wow, uh, on both of them, and what <laughs> different characters and roles yeah. as well. Yeah, I always vividly remember him kind of going into the, the the makeup chair and it's for a night shoot. I mean, finished the day and I think I'd done the day, night, day, ready to do the night. And then Audrey Tattoo's looking at me and I'm just like weeping and crying because <laughs> I just don't know where I am. And, uh, you know, I think the makeup artist's like, come on, shh. Shut up, you'll be all right. <laughs> I bet like, she thought, man, yeah. this guy's so method. This is amazing. He's exactly. he's, he's coming yeah. in already yeah. exhausted and yeah. broken. Yeah, he just wails. Um <laughs> so but um that 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 led me to to Sean and and Mark Nunnally and Martin Treneman and Mark Lamar yeah. and uh, Phil Bowker. You know what? I didn't really do comedy. I kind of just got you know, Peter would ask me to do things, and as a mate, we just kind of oh yeah, go on, I'll 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 have a go. So I, yeah. I've kind of always had this kind of trial up by error kind of approach because I didn't really go to drama school. I did two years at a performing arts course in Salford, and and uh, I, you know, I, I I just joined a cooperative where actors represent each other, and I sort of gave myself that three years of kind of you know grazing your knees and getting back up and and not to be hard on myself, and it kind of just you know, was my kind of underlining sort of mantra, really, sort of going through. But, you know, back to uh, 15 Stories, just it, it, it was just one of the, the, the most funniest times for me, you know. Bless Sean, I mean, what what, what an, uh, a, an absolute shining light of genius there, there was. And um, we laughed so much on set. And, um, you know, there was a time where um, 
there was a 20th anniversary that we had and we had it at home in, in, in Manchester and, yep. uh, and we did a bit of a Q and A. So, so I'm glad that we all, we all just got together and, uh, took them to this great Chinese restaurant in Manchester called Made In. We're going to pop down there. It's not a paid partnership, but it's uh, <laughs> lovely food. And we just uh, broke bread and um, we watched uh, an episode with some diehard fans. And then we went to Peveril on the Peak, lovely pub, and we all had a lovely drink. You know, I knew something was up then. You know, you didn't want to pry. It wasn't. And uh, I think during the time of uh, COVID, you know, you know, I bumped into him intermittently, and it's always lovely to see him. Yeah, so I I I saw him in Muswell Hill, and yeah, he 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 told me, and um, you know, it was really um, it was deeply sad because you you know you could you could see that um, he was going through that, but we had this conversation where it was like you know we 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 made this incredible show together, you know, which was I think it was voted number one in one of, one of one of like some sort of Guardian kind of all time yeah. favorite shows and how he was the comedian's comedian and, 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 and this incredible contribution really kind of got him a, one of these earthing mats to kind of help kind of um, break down inflammation and sense it to him and yeah. we chance to hug between it really. And that, that was the, the, the last I ever saw of him. And, um, but yeah. um, I, I, you know, when I, when I found out he, he passed, it was just, I was constantly just watching all these reruns of, you know, different excerpts of what he was doing on, the, you know, Channel 4 and, and just how his ability to just make people laugh, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, what's that, what's that phrase with the sardines, uh, the, the seagulls? The seagulls follow the boat. Yeah, yeah. when the seagulls follow in the boats because the fishermen... Uh, will uh, you know will throw uh, something sardines sorry I, I forget yeah. that but yeah that correlates to a bit like Sean you were always just hanging around with him hoping yeah. that you were just gonna get another free laugh you know yeah. for me and um yeah wonderful times that's beautiful I love it you you touched upon those early days there and the the coming close to quitting acting and when I was looking through your 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 pre fifteen stories pre pretty little things career there's everything there's last of the summer wine there's pie in the sky there's cracker there's the bill all of these kind of established almost um onset learning type places but there's also you scroll through the character names they're all very similar all very did you find at that point you were getting just the same roles you know you were the as you yeah. said the immigrant the yeah yeah the yeah. The, the, the asian representation in this small this small part how was that in those early days i guess because now we look for your career and there's such a variation that's one of the things that made it so yeah highlighted i guess i mean it's like it, it, it it's strange isn't it it's like when i think about kind of growing up in salford and how uh, like i never knew that i was any different you know mm. and um you know, from infants to juniors, you grow up because children don't see colour, you know? Yeah. And then obviously, you know, it's it's the odd bit of teasing there as you keep going through, like from high school and and then, you know, you kind of learn to build your voice to kind of knock that back and protect yourself a little bit. You know, I was working in, you know, we, we had a, a family chip shop and stuff and it was always like, 
you, you're lending a hand, but you know, come come eleven o'clock, you never know if you're gonna get kind of random racist pot shots. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like it, it's like a whack a mole. Do you know what I mean? And you've no idea when and when it is. And sometimes you can't hit it with a hammer. You know, you literally yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, your mum kind of go, they know where we live. We don't know where. Just just take the absorb it, right, take it, yeah. and let it, and move on to the next customer. And it's slightly difficult that because I mean, in a way, I, I, I had to adhere to that. But occasionally, when it got too much, I think me and my brother Henry, we'd, we used to have one of those, you know, Chinese supermarket calendars, and we'd lift up the calendar, and we'd just punch the wall so fucking hard, wow. just to release the tension. Yeah, and um, we'd either do that, you know, and sometimes I'd lift it. It's like, oh, my brother's put a bigger dent there. You know, yeah. it's like... I'll go, it's and, like I'll go check in on my brother. <laughs> yeah, I see, yeah. oh, I see yeah. he's had a bad day. All right, have you had one? But, you yeah. know, uh, after a while, what was the family business? It's just like, in a way, it's, uh, you know, do you, do you want this business? It's like, I'm all right. I've done my national service to catering and I'm ready to go out and see what's out there, you know? Yeah. And also never really having much of a weekend. So there were certain you know, areas in my life that I've never explored. So I kind of, sorry, it's quite long-winded here, but uh, just kind of, uh, yeah, and uh, I suddenly found myself learning about acting. But, yeah, I was always me. I was always someone from Salford and proud hanging out in Manchester and going to the Fringe Theatre green room where I'd collect tickets and watch incredible touring shows with Steve from The Lighting Box who would circle all these amazing touring shows and and, and the thing about fringe theater you know it's like the word fringe you are on the cusp and really it's those people that really really want to do it you know yeah and you you see those performances and you know i i you know i i absorbed so much things that i'd never really seen and uh contemporary dance you know kind of like the maids in spanish and just kind of you know, Ken Campbell was there and John Hegley and kind of, wow. you know, a, an unknown Quentin Tarantino was introducing his film Reservoir Dogs at the corner house, uh, you know, around the corner. And it was just like, it's a foundation for me for learning. And I, I always talk about Judith uh, Starmer, who was like the house manager at the library theatre. And, you know, she'd kind of go, have you, have you seen it yet? Like the show that was on, I said, no. So see me hanging around, it's like, go on, get in. And, you know, I just get a chance to watch culture for free, you know, and that's how I grew. Yeah. But then, uh, and then I was excited to join uh, a cooperative. And then the beginnings of that, that's when I started to near, uh, to, well, I, I, do you know what? I actually didn't know how, because uh, I knew me as me, you know, and um, whatever the business started just seeing it was a race mm. as opposed to whatever the content of the character, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um only through the patterns that just started kind of like, did it start? You're playing a waiter and then you you, you you think you're doing well playing a manager on an X-Roll isn't, isn't like, you know, a, a progression, do you know what yeah. I mean? Of like, yeah. you know, that's you just kind of like what the, the business is viewing you as. And, and, and you, you, you were, you were just looking for the breaks and the gatekeepers weren't giving it you. And, you know, for, for a while I was really, really lost. And It's, um, it's a mad one. I, I kind of, I relate in a weird way because just recently in my kind of acting journey, I, I've, I've got a stammer. I, I don't have my stammer when I'm playing 
characters because if the character isn't meant to, I get it under control. But I've really wanted to put forward some auditions and stuff stammering. But as you say, it's what people see. I don't want the casting director to then see me as the stammering guy. Do you know what I mean? I want Mm. that to be an option and a thing. Yeah. But that's something that I can at least have some control of. Mm. You at that time in that situation, you can't have control of what they see as, as you walk in the room or on your profile or whatever else. So yeah, that can't have been an easy one to kind of go. I know the depth and variation within me, Yeah, but you're just seeing, as you say, a waiter and then a manager yeah. and, and so on and so forth. Your perception of that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so it was tough. It yeah. was tough. And so I guess within that, the, the, the gate opened through, you know, Honestly, through my mates, you know, that, that kind of all of a sudden they played a version of me <laughs> and that kind of was a, was a lifeline really as a role. Yeah. I, I want to come back to a lot of these early points in the career as, as well, but I also don't want to annoy any of the wonderful Marvel fans who are tuning in to hear about this, this journey. So, oh, right. And again, I'm a massive Marvel fan, as we've discussed as well. Yeah. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Can you talk to me? a little bit about that initial kind of casting in Doctor Strange of your character. How was that? How did it come about? How was that to get? Because it's a big deal, particularly at that point. It was just becoming easily the biggest franchise in film history, really. So, yeah, yeah. how was that to kind of to, to, to be introduced into that universe and then we'll get into everything that's come since? Uh, for you know, for the best part of like seven years up to now, I mean, over the I've only just got an agent now over the last three weeks, but for seven years I've been representing myself. That's astounding. <laughs> this is kind of that's mind yeah, blowing. Yeah, here at Wong and Only Management. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, it just got to a uh, yeah, it got to a point where. Um, you know, my findings really with, uh, I'm, you know, I'm loyal. You know, I was with a cooperative for three years, a uh, London agent for 10, another London agent for seven. And then, you know, just kind of what, what I knew was that they're not going to push diversity for the sake of their own personal gravy train. Mm-hmm. So that was it. Yeah. And I kind of had to accept that, you know, there was no resentment in that. It's kind of gone, oh, okay all right, well, that's the deal. That's what's happening. Yeah. And there was a point where, you know, you know, a role was written for us. They, you know, when the person answering the phone was running my career by this time. And, uh, you know, they said I want available and blah, blah, blah. Kind of got to a crunch meeting. It's like, come on, Benny, suck it up and see, let's get on with this. And, uh, I just brought a present for a baby. (laughs) And then I said, I haven't found an agent in order to leave you. So you have my loyalty. I said, I'm just going to back away. And so I just left in a kind of Kurosawa sort of way. You have my loyalty. And so I walked out the door and I was like, that was it. I don't know what's going to happen. Cut to, you then go into a directory uh, where the spotlight, where people contact them, you get a text. Yeah. So... Meanwhile, I was up for two plays. Uh, one was about Ai Weiwei and one was uh, Chai America and they overlapped by a week. And this time I, I just didn't care anymore. I was just like, I got both the plays, both leads. And, right. said, and both of them saying, come do ours, come do ours. And I said, um, 
I'm going to do both and you're both going to have to work it out. And they're like, what the, who, who the fuck is this? And uh, I said, look, um, you're going to both going to have to work it out because if you don't, I'm going to have to choose. And I don't want to choose. Yeah. They moved the dates. I had my own repertory theatre. And then it's just like, oh, wow. I kind of sort of, instead of like representing 20 actors as I did in the cooperative, I'm just here just representing myself and kind of, asking fairly what I want, you know, it wasn't the time to be a diva, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, it, it, and there, from then on in, I, I felt like the artist that I want, wanted to be, you know, I, I played Iway Way. It was the first ever live stream show. We, we did Chimerica. Lucy Cook was an amazing writer yeah. and it garnered five Olivier awards. And it was like, okay, well, this is, this is the springboard now for me to, be the actor who, 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 who I really want to be, you know, having kind of allowed to be kind of, you know, moving around in the wind, you know. And yeah. um, sorry, cut back to I'm doing The Martian and yes, and I'm working with Chiwetel, as you former mate from Dirty Pretty Things. Yeah. I saw I say, what are you up to next? He's doing Doctor Strange. And then um, go on the internet and then my jaw drops because – out from the side pops this character called Wong, and I just no idea that there was a Asian character. So next day I go up to him and said, "Mate, we're going to do this petition. It's called Wong for Wong, and then you sign it, and then Cumberbatch signs it." And he's like, "No, no, no, no! I've, I've been, you know, I've jumped through many rings of fire for this." So I was like, "Okay, so this is out." I, I had no idea to get in touch with these people, you know. And so finished the film. I'm on the second season of Marco Polo and I, I'm filming in Budapest. I get, I get this email. We'd like you to audition for the character of Lee. So I was like, oh, yeah, and uh, went on tape. I was in Slovakia, did a few tweaks. By the time I was in Malaysia, you know, I got the call from Sarah Finn and uh, she said, you know, congratulations. Um, well done, you're going to have a great time and, so I text Chiwetel, I said, mate, I'm going to have to borrow your lawyer. And he, he was like, Wong for Wong, question mark? And I went, Wong is Wong. So, I love it. So his, his lawyer, so it's um, my friend now who happens to be my lawyer. And that's how I got the Marvel gig. That's so amazing. And I love those. I've... I've- I've only got to to sit in the room with with Seraphin w- 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 once, but it was amazing. But I yeah. love when those ones come through because there's always an air of mystery. You're never quite sure, or often, what film it is, what character it is. There's often a level of we're going to have to change names and cover things up, and then you yeah. go, "All right, well, let's uh, let's have a go." I think my password for them to find my audition piece was marvelous. I thought I was being super original there, but. I'm sure everyone's done it. <laughs> Amazing. I've had numerous ones where, again, as a big Marvel fan, I go and see them all. I've been sitting in this this cinema and then suddenly I go, oh, shit, that's what I auditioned for. <laughs> you know, as, as, as the scene starts to come on yeah. screen, it's like, oh, man, I didn't know. I never knew what that was until I, until I found out. So how was it when that kind of started happening then? Because, as said, it hadn't really occurred to me, but you're in the biggest franchise in the world, but... You're with two mates, essentially. You're with Benedict and you're with Chiwetel. And that must have been the perfect introduction, right, to such a huge production, but such familiarity. It was, but also, you know, I kind of just 
finished season two of Marco Polo, dumped me bags and went pretty much straight on set. Wow. I was like, uh, I was a little bit overwhelmed by it all, to be honest. I mean, I was like floundering lines-wise. I don't know, it was a mixture of jet lag, I don't know, nerves. But I think they ended up sending me home. <laughs> That's like, you know, just like, oh, God, this... I've just entered right. into another imposter syndrome again, yeah. you know. And I was like, um, but I steeled myself. And I think the next day I was okay. I was okay. But it it was uh it was a great beginning, you know. I always remember about, you know, uh, you know, I talk about this a lot, uh, you know, about the, the the source material and how much we're really wanting to move away from that kind of, you know, servile kind of uh tea servant kind of librarian to someone who just you know takes no shit mm-hmm. midfield general yeah, uh, and, uh midfield and, general is perfect description yeah, yeah. Along there. and uh yeah so i spoke to kevin feige and stephen brossard and it was like no 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 no, yeah 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 yeah, absolutely right that's what we're doing and i just thought okay well this is like could be the beginnings of something quite beautiful you know and yeah uh, i'm just like yeah, every time I will do additional photography, you know, Kevin will pop in and then he'll surprise me that I'm in Avengers. And, you know, just as a I was Marvel gonna say, fan. In <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame, that's yeah. then another step up. Again, you've gone on to this big thing, but it's with familiarity. You're then in, yeah, huge, yeah. huge films. How How is that? Again, you say you, you'd get surprised with it by Kevin. Just, here you go. Here's what yeah. you're in now. yeah. No, it was just, uh, it's, you know, it's overwhelming, you know. I never I never discard that, you know, I'm this lad from Salford that's kind of like, you know, and I, and I, and I'm, I, I blink and we talk about time travel. I blink with the moments of mm. where, where I've been. I blink collecting tickets and, you know, sweeping the floors at, 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 the, at the green rooms. Now, it's now a bar called Gorilla and I... I just yeah. always pop in there every now and then because I always remember the placing where I was. It's, it's almost like, you know, you know when you walk around the, the, the streets where you know and you just feel like you can see this kind of ghost trail of yourself being somewhere around everywhere or the, uh, that, 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 you know, that's what I have. And it's just like you used to get this free lager and I just used to stand there by the bar and just suck this lager and uh, having watched this show, it's just like... All of this sort of takes me back. And it's just like to be kind of like we're in Atlanta and, you know, all running together with kind of that all converged all together with all these amazing kind of characters because it just culminated into that movie, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that massive chapter, it was, it was great to be a part of, you know. And I love that, that you speak in there of those moments of kind of drifting through memories in the past, but in... In reality, I I literally had it 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 last w- week. I go to a cinema near me, and I got there early. And I thought, right, I'm going to go for a walk. And I found myself down this little side road where I'd forgotten an ex of mine, like used to live when I was 17 or 18, yeah. and had no car then, so it was always on foot. And walking around there, I must have looked like a weirdo because I'm a six foot four guy with a big beard now, just strolling about this estate essentially, but. It was exactly that. It was these these moments of oh man, this feels like a different a, a lifetime, and you must have so many of those moments now because of the speed of the film industry. Yeah. You don't get to maybe take it in at the time when you're filming or when you're making these things. So 
maybe when you either return somewhere or even if it comes on TV, you get to have a, oh, wow, that was a thing that happened. Do you ever get a time to kind of look round in the moment, you know, and take it in and take in where you are and what you've, what you're achieving? I do. I mean, you know, that moments like this talking to you now, it's just like these reflective moments of just like, I, I just feel so super blessed on this kind of, it is the journey, you know, I kind of sort of mentor a few people and we always talk about the journey, you know, mm. it is like this kind of, you know, I don't really have many kind of role models to look up to in terms of Asian role models. And I talk about this book, The Tao of Jeet Kune Do, that, that Bruce Lee wrote. And there, mm-hmm. there's some lovely little kind of segments there that kind of correlate to, you know, teachings for yourself as an actor really and and kind of the 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 style of Jeet Kune Do is that he didn't just stick to one form of martial art he just gleaned off all of it you know Mm. and taking that into account you know in terms of your like the alchemy of acting you know it's just like harnessing the little nuggets that you want you know yes and and that all of this is um when I I talk to other fellow mentees I don't I don't give them like this is a how-to just sort of equip them for their journey, you know? Yeah. So talk about a lot about mental health, because, I mean, that's clearly, like, the the, the one. I, I think anyone that's always chasing their their dream, you know, it's always have a little, you know, side of mental health, you know, of kind of just of a, of a check-in with yourself, you know, be it a, a, a meditation or whatever kind of a CBT app or mm. something just to kind of, you know, uh, have a check-in really, you know, because yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it can be tough. It can be e- e- exhausting and relentless. Yeah. You kind of, you touched upon the kind of the taking bits from everywhere and the variation of the journey and the variation of your career has always been hugely inspirational to me. It's certainly something I aspire to from, from comedy to drama to, to big blockbusters. And, you probably don't realise, but you've been a massive help to me as I've moved into acting where you've, 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 you've recommended a book here or there or a course or a method. And it's probably only taken you a, a second on an Instagram message, but I've then devoured that book. And kind of exactly as you say, it came to mind because there was a David Mamet one, I think you recommended. Yeah. And it was exactly what you were saying now. I remember reading all of it and some of it going, no, fuck that. Yeah, I don't agree with this guy. Exactly. That's bollocks. Yeah. And other bits going, this is perfect. This is absolute yeah. genius. And it's yeah. it's been about that that feeding of of the mind and the approach. Yeah, that's been a beautiful th- thing. So yeah, I want to quickly take a pause to thank you for that because again, it's it's probably been a second thought at times, but it's really helped kind of plan things out on my on my path that I'm yeah, still, I, still I, going along. I, I, I remember that chat. I remember that chat. We were yeah. kind of insta back and forth. You know, yeah. That? Was that when you were in Vancouver? Were you in Vancouver at that yeah. time? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Vancouver and it was, yeah. And again, all those things, particularly hearing you speak of not going to drama school, but kind of continuing to learn along the way. Again, it's something I massively relate to because I got all my early roles and I, I'd always get the feedback that the reason I got it was because I'm not, a drama school kid I've not got these things but then equally yeah. I'm not one to rest on my laurels it's why I would start like hitting you up I hit up Paddy Considine yeah Tom Hardy Stephen Graham a load of these amazing people I've been lucky enough to get in contact with and kind of say look w- wicked how lovely 
that I'm getting opportunities because of a rawness, but yeah. I'm not arrogant enough to think, well, I'll do a whole career of just, you know, there's improvements to, to be made at every turn. So yeah. it's about finding that. How have you kind of kept that hunger, I guess, to keep improving and to keep bettering yourself as an as an artist? Yeah, I t- yeah, I, I, I think it was about like 10 years ago. I just had a bit of a mini moment of kind of, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, and just, yeah. again, it was a check-in and, and readdress. And, you know, for a while, like, um, just kind of thought, you know, I just need to refresh this and take a course. And, uh, and I found myself getting into like a, a Meisner course at a place called the Actors Temple. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's sadly, I'm not sure if it's there anymore. It's like looking into the eyes of someone and engaging with the trust and being in this back and forth repetition moment. And there were times you were playing, you know, loads of, you know, you were either angry, happy or sad. And there were moments you, you, you yeah, I, I, I loved that course that I did. And it was only about six or seven people in contact with a few of them. But it was a really intense time with each other. And we, 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 we all like, it's a bit of like the old, uh, we few, we happy, few, you know, we, we band of, uh, of uh, Meisner's. Uh, yeah, we kind of, <laughs> we went there with each other, actually. It was, uh, it was amazing. But I kind of, yeah, I just needed to keep, keep striving, you know, to keep crafting, you know. I, you know what, I probably, you know, I've done it for 30 years. Don't even, even say that I'm a, I'm not a finished article. I'm continuing, you know, and, and, but I, I guess I've kind of got what we always have is this unspoken body of work, this experience that's behind us, really, I think. We yeah. can just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's there. It's there, but it's not there. It's the, it's the nothingness in the vase. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. kind of like, um, I've got some, I'm still the student, still the student. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, you spoke of, of those early roles, of the lack of variation and you've spoken of a lack of role models and inspiration over the years how was it to be part of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings because that was again another one I always go and see these at my local IMAX and I went in and it was amazing but this was a huge fully Asian-led Marvel blockbuster and again I talked about this when I was discussing a Black Panther with someone. When Black Panther first came out, I was a bit like, this is dope, but are we now leaning on representation as a marketing tool? And it, and again, but the, I then went to see it and what hit me was, because again, grow, growing up, all the black mates of mine mm. and people of all races yeah. did have amazing people to look up to throughout history but what got me in this cinema where it really clicked was, and the area I live in, it's not the nicest of areas. There has been history of racism. This is where a lot of EDL stuff started off and BNP stuff and all this kind of thing. Mm. And I watched as the credits ran as a couple of young white kids were dancing and in heaven at Black Panther. And I realised as well as the representation for young black kids it's important for young white kids to see many different races up on that screen as their heroes rather than just the white hero the brown villain as such as was tradition for so many years so 
I guess, how was that to be part of and how was that to know you're giving so many kids new heroes, new people to look up to and new role models? It's all it's all to play for. Absolutely. You know, you talk about this, it's, again, when we talk about opportunity, you know, to be given a platform on that stage with that MCU sort of backing, you know, that's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're throwing everything at it. But that also when you've got, kind of got... That Asian ensemble with, uh, and, and it's pretty much all the way through from editing and uh, costumes, set yeah. uh, 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 set design, and, and Daniel Destin Cretton is uh, amazing. Um, there's, there's, there's a there's a there's a there's a inner level of that speaking out that it's like this is our shot now to just show them what what we do. This is yeah. what we do, and yeah. I don't know. There's just an even. It's just an extra oomph of passion that's going in there, you know? That, that is, and and the outcome of that, you know, like legends of Tony Lung and Michelle Yeoh and then some young guns as well and Simu yeah. done such an incredible job. And even the soundtrack as well is yeah. Asian, 88 Rising and all, all these young Asian uh, hip-hop artists as a representation of the culture as well. To see it on the screen... This is us doing better, and 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 I I know when I get those kind of texts of fellow Asians, they, they just feel so fucking proud to be a part, you know, to see it, to be represented like that, you know, and you just know that you're on the right track, and you just know that how how much it matters, you know. Yeah. It's um. So long may it continue, you know. I mean, there's obviously this. Uh, Everything, everywhere, and uh, all at once with the with the Daniels as well. It's yeah. like an ABC as well, which is uh, um, Destin's uh, next thing. It's so important, and you know, it's something that I've I've got to get my hands stuck in and and, and bring that here as well as a kind of you know a, a British East and Southeast Asian kind of production really. So I, I need to crack on with that. Completely. And you you bang on everything everywhere all at once is one of the most hyped films, new yeah. releases of the year at the moment. But another one is obviously Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So bringing us fully up to date on your Marvel journey. Yeah. What can you talk about? about this film because obviously it plays with time and space yeah. and all these th- these things. The trailer looks absolutely astounding. The preview for everything just looks amazing and what the first doctor strange film did i think is it pushed the marvel universe in these new interesting directions it wasn't an iron man a captain america and so on and so forth it was going in more cerebral areas in more magical areas yeah and this seems to be going taking that and running with it so yeah how was it how is it obviously it's been a long time are coming as well it's been a long production so yeah, yeah. how do you feel about it all now where are you <laughs> thanks exhausted i kind of want a week now it's <laughs> it's been it's been a tough slog it's been yeah. long and um but you know with with it, it it kind of sort of connects with wandavision and no way home and mm. you know that crack from the cast uh casting of the spell that cracks yeah. through these parallel realities it's you know it it, it allows us to introduce new new characters, you know, after sort of that, the closing of that 
okay. phase three. And, um, you know, it's, uh, the, the, the making of it was, was tough. You know, I mean, you know, we were all dealing with COVID at the time, a lot of restrictions, you know, it was very hard on the crew. Uh, you know, I talk about this, like sometimes it was like the madness of the multi-schedule because you were like, literally like, oh, someone's gone down you're filming this tomorrow. It's like, oh shit, that was supposed to be next week. Now it's tomorrow now. And it's like, you know. Yeah. So you were kind of in a real sort of, you know, I didn't know I had a quantum brain. Do you know what I mean? But it's yeah. almost like I'm going, okay, right. We're, we're probably doing potentially three different scenes at the same yeah. time tomorrow. And I'll find out. Don't fall too, too in love with the call sheet or the schedule. Cause <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all liable to change. Yeah. Well, it's, um, <laughs> It's been, um, again, uh, you know, to, to get Sam Raimi has been such a masterstroke, you know. Mm. He's just, we, 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 to have him from Evil Dead, Spider-Man movies, and now he's doing this. It's just, yeah. I don't know. You know, I feel like I've jumped into all these. I feel like a competition winner jumping into all these fanzines, you know what I mean? All these magazines, like, okay, now you're going to be doing this. And it's just yeah. like... It's just such a it's just such a ride for me. It's almost like you. It's always great when you're surrounded by great people, you know, because like they help your job. Uh, and I think that's what I learned about playing Kublai Khan. You know what I mean? He always surrounded himself with yeah. the people that he couldn't do. You know, I think all the CEOs do anything that you can't do. You know, get someone that can do it better. Anything that you can't do better, you know, get someone else to fill that role. It's like this delegation, yeah. but it's almost like. Yeah, I think that's what you get with these Marvel uh, studios. You know, they're, they're, they're the process of of them bringing people in, you know. You're surrounded by a lot of kind of just talented people, you know. And I, I look at these trailers, and I just like flabbergasted sometimes. Like, shit, we made this. And it's like, you know, um, and then the way it ramps up, they know, they, they, they know that, you know, they're, they're the I king of the teasers. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, speaking of working with with legends and whatnot, we need to spend a little moment on Ridley Scott because Prometheus and like you touched upon The Martian earlier, and going to see both of those, I had moments of fucking hell, Errol's in space. This is mad. <laughs> this is insane. How how do these worlds come together? How's come and happen? clean your hands on me spacesuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so how was that to work with those people? I know we're limited on time, but no. I put Alex yeah. Garland in that in that list as well. Totally. I think he's absolutely a modern great in my opinion. So Isn't he? Yeah. Working with people like this on these sci-fi things, which it feels like sci-fi kind of is the one area i've not done done much of the show i did with nbc was sci-fi but more your x-files type sci-fi than your star wars type sci-fi so how is it to work with these icons in these dreamlike worlds the martian and prometheus and annihilation all are such dream spaces and it must be a mad thing to kind of to step into uh, and with uh, and and sunshine as well with Danny yeah. Boyle, uh, yeah. which uh, Alex wrote uh, sunshine. And I mean, God, yeah, yeah, Moon with Duncan Jones. Uh, you you know what? When you talk about that, waiting for an hour and forty minutes, I waited for an hour and forty minutes at Phoenix Nights. I waited an hour and forty minutes for to to go on tape for Ridley, but you know, I kind of felt I've been waiting for 
20 years. So like, what's another hour and 40? And it was like yeah. one of the, it was great because you just saw loads of, you know, known actors uh, in this room, like really pissed off, kind of going yeah. like, I'm off. And I was just like, no, you've got to stay the course for this guy. Mate, just mate, like, wh- you know. <laughs> when I did Venom 2, and again, yeah. as a massive Marvel nerd and a Venom nerd specifically, I've got a framed issue one up there. I had my first day on set and we didn't end up getting to my scene and they came really apologetic to say, I'm sorry, we've, you've not get to get to the scene. And I was like, I get to come back for another day because I was there watching. I wasn't waiting in my trailer. I was lingering oh. and watching and taking it all in. I was like, take as long as you want to get to my scene, mate. If I get to keep coming here and being part of it and learning from everyone, then I'm all over that. And I can completely see that with Ridley Scott, the the buzz of getting to be there. It's like, I'll wait as long as you need me to wait. Let's lose all these angry people. (laughs) And it'll just be me and you, Ridley. Let's do it. And then you kind of, all the design, everything, you've seen drawing stuff. So, you know, I used to go to uh, art school and you'd always storyboard. And just amazing drawings you'd do. Such a yeah. lovely guy, and yeah, and uh, I remember being on the like they literally built this hydraulic spaceship on hydraulics, and then we're just climbing on to the spaceship, and your boots hit this kind of metal grill that you hear from Alien, and it's like you know spine chilling, and it's uh, you know it's um, oh god, it's just uh, um, yeah. There was one point I was like, we were flying the spaceship, and it was like going on for about. 15 minutes and I was like this is it you just li- you lose yourself within yeah. this and it's yeah it, it, it was such a wonderful time and then I always remember watching um yeah because I've played on it obviously one of my favorite films watching that on IMAX and Redley was there <laughs> I walked up the stairs and there he was uh, right at the top and I just gave him a massive hug and it was like oh to watch something that you're so bang into and the kind of you know so know them and you know it's uh it's um it's amazing mate. i really love it i love it well to kind of wrap things up hey. there's as said there's so much we could have talked about there's as you, as you can tell i've i've yeah. taken in a lot of your career and i've been uh, learning along the way but i want to quickly talk about top boy because i think it's as good as any drama that's ever come out of the UK. I think it's given us astounded new talents in Kano and Jasmine Jobson and loads of others yeah. on the directing front, Jan and Jan Dimash, just yeah. all sorts of people. How was that to be part of kind of at the start and to be, again, it shows the variation of your, of your career from comedies to, to this real gritty British drama alongside, as said, these big Hollywood productions. How was that to be part of and to, to play that, that, intimidating character yeah um that kind of the the link of the uh, one of the dops uh tat ratcliffe did um second season of uh 15 stories high and oh. yan watched 15 stories high and took Look at this. Full over circle. what are the chances yeah, yeah i know and um yeah that's it when, when did i meet uh and yeah i just came on board really uh Something that I haven't seen before. Riz Ahmed used to rave about Yan to me, and and yeah, yeah he's just clearly he's great. Yeah, he's talent. so good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, top boys. Just we we just haven't seen anything quite like this, have we? Really? No. And and it's refreshing, and yeah. and and, yeah. and 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 that is it. When we look, kind of, we're we're looking for the authentic voice. You know, again, platform opportunity. 
when um, when it's rarely been seen, people are kind of going, "Fuck, what is this?" Yeah, because it's yeah. so fresh, and that is it. It's, in, uh, it's people are crying out there to be uh, on that stage. In, in in the gap between the original series and and the return of Top Boy, I did a yeah. tweet saying, "Why hasn't the UK ever had its Sopranos or its Wire or its Gamora or all yeah. these other amazing shows?" Yeah. And the one response I got that was right was Top Boy, and I was like. You're fucking right. That's that's bang on. That is our version of all of these. It's it's that yeah. true voice of of those worlds. And yeah, it's. I think they've they've yeah they've done amazing th- things with it. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. To wrap oh, things no. up, I kind of want to ask what's ahead or what's n- next for you. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The happy ending to the kind of uh, one and only management is that I've now got an agent. Because it's Amazing. all got a bit too much. <laughs> kind of, um, but uh, it only took working in the Marvel universe with Ridley yeah. Scott and Alex Garland for you yeah. to go. I probably need someone yeah. to come to on, help someone take us. over this. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now doing the the, the three body uh, problem with, with John uh, Bradley. Right, yeah, I, I, I yeah. love John. He's an amazing again He's another unique, right? another Manchester, he, another yeah. guy from your neck of the woods. Yeah. Right, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, with the uh, uh, being off Vice and yep. Woo, yeah. So that's a new series for for Netflix. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'm sort of midway uh, through that, and I've got a bit of a mini hiatus to kind of pop around and uh, represent the the Doctor Strange. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, three body problem. Yeah. I love it. Well, I can't wait for that. And um, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank mate. you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, man. I'm so glad uh, as well. And look, yeah, I mean, I, I first came across you, with, obviously, with Dan the Sack and Scroobius Pip and just yeah. some of the most uh, incredible tunes that you've made, mate. I'm always playing them to everyone to see it. Well, you I know, appreciate that, I want, man. It's I want one you thing- to get back together again. <laughs> just like, come <laughs> on. I know. It's one of the things I've said a few times about anyone in the arts is you never know who's watching and and, and listening. Because I said, I've been watching your career for so long. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost come to mind when they played one of our songs on Six Music. It was like, I've got all of your stuff on my DVD shelf, along with all of of Benny's stuff on my DVD shelf. It's like, (laughs) it's mad where these things cross over. So I hope there's a a project in the future where our paths can cross and we uh, yeah. can, uh, can work I'd love together. That. I'd love that. Well, lovely, man. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. It's been Thank a pleasure. You, you too. You too. I'll speak to you soon. Keep safe, mate. All right. Take care. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. I told you it was a good one. I did tell you, didn't I? When he started talking about the periods of not having a manager and the hustle and the the ways he got these gigs, the ways things happened, the drive he had, the focus, everything, it blew me away. And talking about those early just going to see all the plays and films and catching like Tarantino presenting Reservoir Dogs in his local cinema. Man, so many good stories and good bits I didn't know about and didn't expect. expect. And it got quite emotional quite early. As he was talking about Sean Locke, it was 
it was deep it was personal but he was so eloquent and uh, tender with his words i really hope you enjoyed that one and i hope we all go and enjoy dr strange in the multiverse of madness because i'm well up for it i'm well up for it if you haven't seen 15 stories high it's on iplayer again now can't recommend it enough it's bloody amazing but yeah i really enjoyed that episode man there were some really deep and inspirational moments and there were some genuine laughs and that's as said this is someone i've watched for years but also had some back and forth over the last few years so it was great to actually be able to talk kind of face to face so i hope you enjoyed that i'll be back next week as ever um until then catch me on twitch twitch.tv forward slash scrubius pipio catch me on the socials in fact let's plug some stuff we've got superhero fans in here catch me in venom let there be carnage out now on demand catch me in, in taboo on netflix yeah all the good stuff until next week stay safe and stay sane ta-ta